Former Bad Crypto guest Ian Bellina was hacked for $2 million in crypto while live streaming. An ICO raises $50 million and then exits with the cash. Or did they? Some believe we're in the very, very early stages of crypto. And did a Final Fantasy game released 28 years ago accurately predict the rise of Bitcoin? These stories and more are the topic of discussion today as Travis and I pick apart, masticate, digest, and attempt to make sense of the latest crypto and blockchain news. It's serious, it's silly, and it's just what you would expect from this bad news episode number 114 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious and occasionally the crypto furious. What happened to that guy? He has not called in in a while. Maybe his crypto gains got so sad that he was then crypto delirious and he just stopped calling. Or those crypto losses are what's got him furious. And he maybe so he quit calling. If you're out there, maybe he rage uh, quit. He was so furious. He rage quit. Fiat currency. We would uh, love to hear from you. Give us a call on the Bad Crypto Hotline. What's that number, Travis? That number is 708-885-9030. And uh, you should call us because we will put your audio on the show, and then you'll be internet famous. The podcast gods will shine upon you. And there might be more bad coin. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows for sure. I uh, want to give a quick shout out to the show sponsor, the Zilla app. The app is out. Travis just downloaded it here uh, just a little bit ago, and I did as well. It's only available for iOS devices at this point. Android coming soon. Wallet and chat coming soon. But this is the ICO app that we talked about for many times. Um, you can evaluate team timeline token and tech. And in cases where allowable by the law, you can participate in ICOs through the app. Go to the iTunes app store and look for Zilla, Z-I-L-L-A today. Hey, hey. Nice. So look at all these different cryptos they have on here. They have reports on them. Here are ones that are doing ICOs right now. You can just click on it, check out a video. Uh, basically, this is an app that helps you do your own research, right? We talked about doing your own research. Don't listen to us. Don't listen to the news. Don't listen to anything. Don't allow anyone to do your research for you, right? So do your own research, and this helps you. That's a tool for that. D-Y-O-R. Dior. 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 All right. Let's get into the news of the week. Mr. Travis Wright, this is a happier week for those in the cryptos, isn't it? You know, it does appear that people are a little happier because if you if you actually just look at the last seven days of the crypto, I mean, we were at 300 billion market, 299 billion market cap starting the day uh, seven days ago on the on the 12th. And then today here on the 19th, boom, we're sitting at 355 billion. So this week we saw 55 billion new dollars worth of crypto gains. You know, what, what's really interesting is Bitcoin is not making major moves. It, it had, you know, last week it made this thousand 
dollar move up and and hit as high as like eighty four hundred, sitting at eighty two forty nine at the moment. But the altcoins are really the heroes of the week. I mean, over the last seven days, we've seen Stellar jump fifty eight percent, currently thirty six cents. We've seen Litecoin. Uh, jumped to 145. We've seen, uh, let's see, what other big ones here? Dash up 24% in the last week. Zcash 23%. So, you know, what's what's happening there in the, the altcoin space? Dogecoin. Well, if you look at it, Bitcoin, you know, one week ago today, it was sitting at $7,600. And now it's sitting at eight hundred or $8,250. Mm-hmm. It did get to a high of about 8,400. It hasn't popped through 8,400. So people who are doing some of that technical analysis stuff and talking about it, uh, they think they know something about it. They say that that's really where that next line is. If you can bust through 8,400, then there's there's another support up a little bit higher so they can just keep busting through that ceiling. They've not busted through 8,400. However, the alts had some pretty nice runs this week, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's nice to see the cryptos coming back. And I'm I'm wondering, you know, could this be the signal that we are entering into the uh, the alt bull season? And in this case, will Bitcoin follow the alts rather than the other way around? Yeah, you know what? You know, there there has been times when that occurs, right? It's like Bitcoin will go on a run. And then after the money goes into Bitcoin, it seems like that that chills for a while and the money gets poured into into the alts because they're low and then the alts come up and then as the alts come up then bitcoin goes up and then it's really is is as bitcoin goes the alts go but not always at the same time when lambo when moon mm-hmm. well the lead story for today is a sad story we've got a variety of news for you today but this first story really really sucks uh, ian Bellina, who's a friend of the show he was on what two three months ago and he's the uh, the crypto made man, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. the brand that he, he goes by? Yeah, Diary of a made man. Diary of a made man. Uh, he's been very public with his portfolio. And yeah, the dude is tweeting his portfolio. Out. I've seen him tweet his portfolio out multiple times. Like back in January, he mm-hmm. tweeted out all of his portfolio at the time, and he had like $4 million in there. And then I saw him, he tweeted it again, and it was down to $2.1 million. This last time that he tweeted it out on like the 14th or whatever, um, he tweeted out he had $2.91 million. And then while he was doing his live stream, that money was slowly getting plucked out of his account, pulled in somewhere. And then I saw a commenter made a comment about, hey, dude, your money's leaving your account. And you're like, wow. Yeah, he was um, he was promoting a, um, a product called Hacking the System, your blueprint to making $100,000 a year in your 20s. And he was promoting this while he was doing his ICO review thing. And uh, if you go to the the link we have on Cointelegraph, they have a YouTube video that's embedded of as this was happening and when he he prematurely ended his live stream. But that video is no longer available. I don't know if he's set it to private or if he's removed it or if YouTube removed it or what, but the video is Mm -hmm. no, you can't see it anymore. Yeah. It's so interesting to me that, you know, Ian Bellina, he's doing all this research and he's talking about doing live research on a live YouTube. And for some odd reason, YouTube banned our channel because of some weird. Re- I mean, we're not, we were never even going in and making recommendations or doing analysis on ICOs. It just seems so weird that folks who are going in there and do like, I wouldn't have been surprised to see his account get banned and Superman and some of those other dudes who talk about ICOs and these coins and stuff all the time. 
if we were going to get banned, they should have. It just seems weird to me that. But he was doing this live, talking about hacking the system, mm-hmm. and then all of his crypto gets taken. That's exactly why people are calling BS on him. He, well, he made this tweet. Crypto family, I need you now more than ever. I ended today's live stream because I'm being hacked. I'm not worried about the money. I learned my lesson. I only care about catching the hacker. Please email any information. And he's got his email. Thanks for all your support. Now, uh, he followed with a second tweet that was uh, almost immediately deleted. Of course, the Internet never forgets. And somebody screen capped this. But his next tweet was, hacker has stolen my funds and is about to sell on KuCoin. Please help in contacting them. But then he deleted that tweet. So there are some, and I have no reason to suspect it, but just, you know, as a matter of following the news, there are some who are saying that this was an elaborate attempt for him to avoid paying taxes, saying, you know, two million in crypto's been stolen. I you know that that to me somebody hashtagged it somebody somebody hashtagged it hacks evasion yeah so you know ian we hope that you know that i hate to say i hope that you were hacked because i i don't mean that i just i I hope that that what actually happened is what you know you said had happened or if not just go disappear somewhere dude He's all like, all right, I sold all my cryptos, and now I'm going to Belize to go hang out with John McAfee. Oh, wait, John yeah. McAfee's not there anymore. Uh, well, somebody has uh, posted on the cryptocurrency subreddit his three Ethereum wallet addresses, and it does show that the coins there <clears throat> were transferred to another address, and many of them were a variety of altcoins. And Ian is not uh, responding to uh, requests from the press, at least he hadn't up to this point, so... Anyway, uh, there's some real bad news to uh, to get us started. What else we got, Trav? Man, I tell you what, that is just I'm still you know it was just I saw that when it happened, and so I was like, oh my god! And I I saw I sent over him like, dude, Ian Ian Bellina's just been hacked, dude. And uh, so that was a it was a wild kind of a thing to watch. And you know what? It just goes to show, man. Like, you know, the story is he he had his private keys on. He left them on Evernote. Do not do that. Do not put your private keys on Evernote. Do not put your private keys on Google Drive. Do not keep your private keys on Dropbox. Do not keep your private key on any other iCloud, right? Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Those get hacked. And if those get hacked and have your private keys in them, you're going to get all your crypto stolen. And so use two-factor for everything, especially your email. Two-factor authentication. Two-factor authenticate everything. Mm-hmm. you got to get a special app on your phone, Authy. And then basically you have to have this code you type into the computer each time that you come to come to one of those exchanges. You want a 2FA, all of your all of your email accounts, 2FA, your your Apple ID, 2FA that, 2FA your mom. Mom? I got a 2FA my mom. Yeah. You gotta be like you gotta you know, use the authenticator. Mother authentication that doesn't make any sense okay what's our next story here next story coinbase buys earn.com and makes the ceo of of earn.com its first cto now they used to be called 21 and then they changed to earn and now so whenever 21 that was a reference to you know bitcoin's 21 million so they were called 21 they pivoted to this earn.com which is like email offers but like, you know, basically, if you go to earn.com and put your email in, basically the deals are you accept their email with their deal and you get like a dollar worth of Bitcoin. And then if you go through their task, which is like, 
you know, all these different cryptos are doing airdrops through earn.com. And, uh, and so basically you put in your Ethereum address and then, uh, you answer this little survey, takes you a minute, boom, earn gives you $1 worth of, uh, Bitcoin. And then, uh, the company will deposit that airdrop whenever they have their airdrop. So it's kind of a survey, um, you know, reward deal. Uh, Coinbase, this is their fifth acquisition to date. So they are starting to eat up tech companies that can help to augment and further their uh, their goal for uh, world domination as a crypto exchange. We're still waiting to see what else Coinbase is going to add. You know, I, we know that they've got uh, an ERC-20 wallet that's going to be available so that you can um, add, um, you know, Ethereum-based tokens. But um, they, you know, it's been like, are they going to add Ripple? Are they going to add Dash? Are they going to add Stellar? What is coming next? And why is it happening so slowly? Yeah, you know, well, I think, you know, I think they've always kind of been like that. Slow and steady wins the race for them. They're getting people to, you know, buy Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, uh, Litecoin, and what is the other one on? I think there's those four. Those four are the only ones you can buy on Coinbase. And uh, if you do not have crypto set up and this new bull run is exciting you, then, you know, maybe you can go to badco.in, which is our short URL for Badcoin, badco.in forward slash Coinbase, right? I yeah. believe and that uh, gives you $10 worth of free Bitcoin, which we've not mentioned in a very, very long time. And who? Because everyone's been too sad to buy crypto. <laughs> well, and because nobody wants to pay taxes, apparently. And uh, that's yeah, the story. Here. That. Uh, these these next two stories here: uh, Credit Karma, which which I've used, you know, to kind of track my credit score and uh, it, you know any credit issues. Creditkarma.com. They have uh, analyzed via their site because I guess there's a way that you can file on the Credit Karma tax platform. 250,000 filers and fewer than 100 of the federal tax returns filed out of a quarter of a million reflected crypto gains or losses. So, mm -hmm. that Well, I think it's, I don't know that that's an accurate statement of the whole industry because Credit Karma, you know, maybe its platform is not set up to effectively do cryptocurrency, right? Because I, you can't just go through one of those easy 1040s and be like, all right, I did all this, all this and blah, 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 and here's my easy thing. No, you literally have to go to a tax professional who knows something about crypto to get it done. So I would say more people would be sophisticated and go and see an actual CPA. I actually did an extension on mine because I want to let the dust settle a little bit as all these things have getting figured out. And then I want to do mine later on in the year. So I filed an extension just well, because there's too much uncertainty right now. The, here in the story, TechCrunch says that 5% of Americans reported owning cryptos in a survey. I agree that the 5%? Five percent, but I, I agree that the sampling of those that use Credit Karma might be skewed towards those that are less uh, sophisticated, less mm -hmm. likely to have crypto. But uh, one hundred out of a quarter million is roughly point oh four percent. When the survey that says five percent of Americans uh, report owning, now I, I know that there are really still uncertainty and a variety of opinions here. You know, my CPA said um, that your crypto gains that it's not crypto to crypto, and, and I think the prop whether it is or not 
is not the issue. The issue is the confusion and the fact that you have professionals out there that are giving different answers for something that is really important. Um, I know that I paid my crypto taxes. So in IRS, you got to check from me, yo. Um, and Mine's and, on the way. I'm just waiting for some dust to settle. <laughs> you, you, crypto dust? Mm-hmm. So, not, this, so that is interesting. 5% of Americans. But then again, that would be a survey done by TechCrunch. Which is another, which would skew it more. Like, what percentage of TechCrunch's audience has crypto? Right, probably five percent or more. Who knows? So I don't know. There's not really been a full-on sample. There's, it's not. I don't know how many Americans have crypto or not. But I don't know how many percentage of people are paying tax or not. But if as we get a little clearer with it and these systems get set up, I mean, there's not even full-on regulations all set up yet. So. It'll well, all get figured out. According to the IRS, 802 people in total reported crypto gains and losses in 2015. Uh, I suspect that going forward, they're probably not going to be um, significantly more until some of this stuff does pan out. The, the, this article on Gizmoda just says just about everyone with Bitcoin is lying to the IRS. Uh, that, that may be true. <laughs> may, may be true. I mean, that's one of those things. Oh, but, you know, I don't know if we had this in our news or not, but um, let me pull this up from our Flipboard, badco.in forward slash flip. So Amazon, did you hear about what Amazon was doing? No, tell me. Yeah, so Amazon has, they filed a patent back in 2014 or 2015 that basically uh, is going to be put on the net, the inter, the interwebs to be able to, de- to determine if people are a crypto user or not, if they've been making crypto transmissions. So they filed for a Bitcoin blockchain patent, and I will go ahead and post it right here in the news. So you can see that right there by your cursor, ba ba boom Yeah, Amazon has this patent, so they filed this patent a while back, and now they are literally going to try to 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 narc out anyone who is is, is using. They're going to try to de-anonymize crypto to identify exactly who is is spending money and uh, sell that money, sell that information to law enforcement. Wow, Jeff Bezos, the narc. What the <laughs> hell, dude? Wow. You know, he's, this, the, this, he's the most unchill billionaire. This happened the same day that Amazon just released their news that they have 100 million, over 100 million prime members. Members. 100 million prime right. members Paying worldwide. $79 um, dollars a year. Mm. So math is fun. And- so that's good. Now, he got that directly from Walmart. I read the book. Um, there's a great book out about the everything store. And it talked about the process and how he was a consultant in New York and how, he, you know, his whole process of building up Amazon. And, um, yeah, that's really interesting. He had meetings with, with that. I think, Sam Walton or somebody around there made that comment about how the, the, uh, the Sam's Club membership was such a valuable thing that that was like, ah, and now basically that's like almost a billion dollars a year of revenue of people just doing that. Dang. Well, here's another big name, and this would be under what I would consider good news in the bad news space. MasterCard is hiring more blockchain developers, 175 new technology developers, including blockchain specialists, and they are there to work on creating more efficient 
payment systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of these payment systems have been in place since the 70s or some cases before. I mean, they've, they've sort of added the uh, different computer components up, up on that. But using blockchain sort of rethinks how some of those mechanisms were working, right? So there's some serious innovation going on in fintech. And that's one thing I like to do personally, just on my own, is I'll go to indeed.com. I'm not even looking for a job or I'll go to LinkedIn and what's look at job? the jobs there. What is, yeah. What's a job? Well, it's when people actually have to exchange time of their life for dollars, for fiat oh, currency. Dollar, it's, exchange, dollar. It's, exchange, it's exchange your life for fiat plan that's been in place for all these years, but you can go and see all these different companies that are, that are hiring. And uh, I've noticed, I've noticed a lot. American express has been hiring. I know I've seen visa has been hiring blockchain developers. So there, there is a hiring uh, spree going on for the blockchains. Huh? How about that? Pretty well, fancy. Let, yep. Just, just developing. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about where, uh, some of the thought leaders think blockchain is relative to um, internet in web technology. But first, a quick shout out to uh, one of our sponsors, DowStack. You're going to get to meet these uh, these people on our next ICO Spotlight show. It's the one that comes out this coming week. This is a project that is designed to catalyze the future of collaboration allows large groups of people to cooperate in ways that they haven't been able to using blockchain-based decentralized governance so that they can make the best community-oriented decisions. Uh, they refer to it as a WordPress for DAOs. And what is it? What is a DAO, Mr. Travis Wright? A decentralized autonomous company or organization, that, right? Doubt, doubt's right. And mm-hmm. uh this uh, it's also this a Chinese philosophy, the Tao. Yeah, the Tao of Pooh. The Tao de Ching. Tao Jones. <laughs> so the Tao stack is, intends to solve a problem um, uh, of scaling in, in this arena. And their token sales coming up, pre-sales on May 1st, April 30th, the evening uh, for the Americas. And the token is called the Gen Token, G-E-N. And um, we're going to have these guys on the next ICO Spotlight, which is our sponsored program. So if you want to go ahead and check that out beforehand so you can prep yourself, study up, there won't be a test. But I think uh, especially those of you that are uh, more technically oriented will really dig this. Go to DAOStack.io, D-A-O-Stack.io. This is one of the ones that we've seen that has some really – Interesting technology that could do something. I mean, it's so plug inable. It's kind of, it kind of reminds me how Dragon Chain allows you to, they're plugging into all these different sort of technologies like Augur and these one and the and storage or using all the different sort of, yeah, they're able to plug in like sort of like a nice little uh, blockchain plugins. Plug inable. I like that. Plug inable. Wordified, Mr. Travis, right? Nice. So have you heard this about the company Save Droid? They uh, they did an ICO and they raised fifty million dollars of this ICO, and the uh, the website was replaced by an image, which is the and it's gone meme that came from South Park. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, the this guy Yesin Henker, who I guess is the uh, CEO of Save Droid posted a picture of himself giving thumbs up and sitting on the beach 
with a bottle of Stella, and it says, thanks, guys, over and out. Hashtag save droid ICO. And people freaked out. <laughs> they thought, so have they resurfaced? Do we know? Are they on the run now? Are they renegades? Well, the, I mean, uh, <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde, the crypto tales. And the- well, it's not the first time that, um, you know, that it, somebody has scammed and ran off with money. Yeah, but nobody's like trolled. Nobody has scammed and then immediately trolled and then disappeared. Right. This uh, this is actually, this is pretty brazen to uh, to have this. And, and there have been some uh, some scams for sure. But what it turned out is that this was actually just a stunt that they didn't actually exit with the money. And the CEO of Save Droid says that this was actually a lesson to the crypto community, that they did not (laughs) abscond. I mean, who would publish that so brazenly on their site? So he did a video. I know, to me, that's just, that is pretty, and it's gone. Like, are you, like, could you imagine if you invested, like, a few Ethereum in that, and you're like, this looks like a really great project, and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. So he said, we wanted to send this very drastic message by saying that, look, how easy it could have been that even as we as a highly regulated German stock corporation could just have run away, done an exit scam with all the funds, leaving all the investors behind. Of course, we have not done that. We just wanted to convey the message. So he... I don't and how that. many more people now hear about, know about SaveDroid? I had never heard of it until then. I didn't even know that I see what's going on. That's how many ICOs are going on, Mr. Joel Com. is that we're seeing so many of them, but we still don't even see them all. There's no way for us to see them because there's so many of them. But what I still don't understand the point of that. Hey, guess what? We pulled the stunt to show you that people can be thieves. Right. Like we, We've seen that for real. Mm-hmm. What What is the point of, of pretending to be a thief? Well, I mean, if here's I'm the thing. He basically got save droid, exit scam, stunt. Crypto. Now we're talking about SaveDroid. We had never talked about them before. Yeah, but are you likely to want to invest in whatever it is that they do based on this story, or no, are you going to be I, like, no, they seem me once. They seem kind of douchey. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna. I don't even know what they do, and uh, that's all the press we're going to give them based on. Uh, based They're going to be on the next ICO spotlight. <laughs> they get charged double. <laughs> on our highlight show yeah and we'll be like and it's gone they'll like pay us for the sponsorship but they never get to do the interview it's gonna be the showcase (laughs) in this episode of the showcase look at this flaming pile do you uh do you watch cnbc or do you watch any cable news i have you know what you know what I am in my 40s. I have retired from watching most television. Yeah. Like my television now is like it's like I have DVR'd it. Um, I just have a few shows that I'll watch. I like I like uh, Destination Unknown by Josh Gates on Travel Channel. That dude's hilarious. He's always going to these really epic spots. He's got a couple shows I watch. Nobody knows in. where. <clears throat> Nobody knows where. I like to I like to watch this uh, treehouse show where this dude builds these badass treehouses. Pete Nelson. And uh, that's uh, Treehouse Masters or whatever. So I want a badass treehouse somewhere. It's going to be the Crypto Treehouse. And, in the uh, and uh, it's somewhere awesome, dude. I just want to have a badass treehouse. Because it's just like to overlook the ocean or the mountains or something. 
Gibraltar, Malta, Gibraltar, Malta, Gibraltar. Malta, Gibraltar. <laughs> so yeah, well, there's uh, Brian Kelly is the host of CNBC's Fast Money. And, you know, for, uh, well, really for the past 10, nine, 10 months we've been doing the show, we've tried to speculate as um, where, if we were going to measure crypto by internet years, what year would it be in the crypto space? And, you know, I've kind of said 1996, 1997, uh, but Brian Kelly. I've always kind of felt about 93, 94 is kind of what I've always felt. It seems like because there's more UI, it's starting to become easier. Like it's easy to get on Coinbase. That's not hard. You know, KuCoin is a good exchange. I think that's a really good first exchange where you can go to because not only do they trade in uh, Bitcoin, but you can also buy with your with your Ethereum. You can also buy with Neo. Trading with Neo is kind of relatively new. You can also trade with uh, U- USD. Uh, U- I think they have USD or USDT or using Tether or something. And they also have their their KuCoin shares. So that's a pretty easy to use exchange and one that I would recommend for people well, who well, are starting. Kelly says that Bitcoin is like the internet in the 1980s. This was in a uh, April 13th interview on CNBC's trading block. In the past, he's compared uh, crypto to the internet in 1995, but now he thinks a better comparison is further back. In fact, he's comparing Bitcoin, even though Bitcoin's not a company, to early internet companies like Microsoft and Cisco, uh, equating Bitcoin with Cisco's router and internet protocols, which now dominate, right? It's, it's, it's the industry standard. So um, I've not heard anybody say that it was that early. Well, you know what? Just enjoy the process, man. Things speed up a little bit over time. Like how many how many days did it take for Pokemon Go to get to a billion people? It was like, right? So these technologies now, because of social media, because of the internet, are able to build buzz faster. I would say most people of this most, I mean, majority of people have heard of Bitcoin. They may not know what it is. But they've at least heard it on the news, or they—it's a term that they may not understand. Digital, digital money, criminals use it. I mean, but Bitcoin has is 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 reached a point where people know about it. They may not have bought it or done research on it, but yeah, they know of it. it they you know, know of it. They don't know block. Most people do not know the term blockchain. They cannot ex- explain what blockchain is. They vaguely know what digital money is. So. I mean, we're still early on for sure. Yeah, and speaking of early internet, this um, this piece on Blocksplain. We're in the <laughs> um, GeoCities. <laughs> don't Blocksplain to me. Yes. This guy says we're in the GeoCities era of blockchain. He's got a picture from uh, 1999, you know, of, of an HTML 3.0 designed yeah. um, web page, and uh, and I don't disagree because it actually, to me, it feels more like DOS. You know, I was using MS-DOS before we had Windows or any point-and-click user interfaces. And I remember when there were certain games you would load up on your computer and you'd have to go into your DOS and set your different interrupts and and uh, settings for your sound card so that the sound on the game would work. And, you know, when you're first learning and messing around with my Ether wallet or Ether mm-hmm. Delta or even some of the, the exchanges, it feels like you need to be more technologically adept to do this stuff. Yeah. I mean, you and I are both pretty technologically adept. I had a challenge yesterday. So I went over to switch switchio uh, dot exchange. I think it is. It is a decentralized exchange 
for NEO tokens, for their NEP5 tokens. Uh, Sebastian from our mastermind group, he he he, uh, he messaged me and and we were chatting about some different coins. And uh, I didn't realize that you it's basically just like my Ether wallet where you connect it to your wallet through MetaMask or through your JSON file or through whatever the different means you can there, uh, missed. And uh, so basically you just connect your Neon wallet to the um, the site. But it was it was weird. I was, I was like, okay, so now I got to take it from this Neon. I got to send it over here. I don't know exactly where to send it over here. And then once I was able to finally buy it, then I was like, well, where did they go? How do I get them back on the Neon wallet? And there was like a little spot down here that I had to scroll down to see. It was not, it was just kind of hidden. And then I was like, oh, there it is. There I withdraw. So I was like, man, it took me, it took, I, I did a little bit and then I went and did lunch and then I came back trying to figure the, it took about an hour and a half to really technically figure out how to use Switchio the first time for me, just because I was like, because I couldn't see one of the areas on the screen. Oh, so I'm a pretty technical guy. And like, if you get right. masks, this is the innovators of the innovators do that stuff like, you know, Ether Delta. And like, you really got to get in there. And you, that's discouraging at times. Like the first time I tried to figure out Ether Delta, we were still pretty new. Yeah. And I mean, it, hell, it took us a while to figure out how to, to feel confident about sending money to Bittrex. Right. We got, we've got it now. The, the author <laughs> of uh, this article says he calls it the GeoCities era because the user interfaces are ugly and not very user-friendly. Right now, it's difficult to store and transfer your cryptos because you have to learn how to safely use private keys, what recovery seeds are, when and how to back up your wallet, what the heck my Ether wallet is and why you need to transfer Ether and so on. It took so what takes a while to learn. Uh, he goes on, Travis, in this article uh, to talk about some that may be appearing to do a WYSIWYG properly. And one of them is EtherParty. Uh, EtherParty yeah. was one of the very early ICO spotlights. He says it's a name that screams 2018 just as Angel Fire screamed 1998. Of course, Angel Fire was the uh, the follow-up to uh, to GeoCities. So mm-hmm. I want to read this tweet from William Mugiar. He wrote yeah. a great book, The Business of Blockchain, um, he was really early on with Vitalik whenever Ethereum was being created and he wrote a book and he was actually referencing, uh, ETH Denver. Oh. So if there are some ETH Denver folks out there, uh, we need, need to connect you with Mr. Joel Com because uh, we'd like well, to connect you to, to our party on July 18th. Um, mm-hmm. our birthday party and, and more information about that will be coming, but just block out the evening of July 18th to hang with Travis and myself here in Denver. Yeah, yeah. And so William Mugiar, he says this, too much blockchain technology is still in the hands of technologists. It should be handed to non-technical users and thinkers. When that happens, the blockchain will take off even more. Look at the web and how it empowers us without knowing a line of code. Huh. Like, we got to get something that's so secure and so easy to use that, you know, it just makes it so simple. Because right now it is so, like... Oh my goodness. It's so easy for people to try to hack people. I mean, we started off the show, Ian Bellina, pretty smart, successful dude. Uh, he got hacked for $2.9 million. People are getting hacked in this space. Security is a major, major issue, uh, for people to, I mean, you invest in the stock market. I don't know. I, I've never heard of people going, Oh my God, my stock was stolen from Scott trade. Right. You know, have you ever heard that? Never. No, like no. until we get to that point, crypto won't get as big as it can be until we get there. Uh, this is super interesting to me. Being a gamer, did a game from 28 years ago accurately predict 
the rise of Bitcoin, there was a Reddit post from a Super Nintendo game, Final Fantasy 3. I think they're in like number 15 or something crazy like that right now in the Final Fantasy series. It was released 28 years ago. And there is a post, and we'll put this post uh, in the show notes, uh, Aaron, the tech, please include this photo from the story that one of the characters is asleep in his bed. And at the foot of the bed, there appears to be what looks like a Bitcoin. It's a bed coin. A bed coin at, at the, the footboard of the uh, the bed. And in here... Um, what was this dude playing the 1990 version of, he was just randomly playing the 1990 version of Final Fantasy? Maybe he was going through, and like, let me master every one of them. And then, oh, look, here's a bed. Oh, yeah. People go back and they play the classic games. Some of them really hold up, especially from like the Nintendo 64, uh, you know, the original Super Mario World in 3D. Even though the graphics aren't the same, the, the gameplay really holds up. And people do speed runs. There's actually a competition to see who can get through the whole game fastest. And it's like, it's in under an hour. It's pretty incredible. Mm. So people like to find these uh, weird coincidences and the Bitcoin community looks, you know, for this type of thing. And if you read the story, you'll see a a couple others, but one of the, the funny ones was an episode of the Simpsons where Homer and Marge are in the front of a store and the sign says crypto barn. The store described itself as a place for codes. This was aired March 2nd, 1997, so 21 years ago. Hmm. Do we have a screen cap of that one? Uh, we, we, I do not, but maybe uh, somebody has that. Actually, you know what? If I click on the story here in Cointelegraph, um, we, we do have a screen for that one, and we'll put that in the show notes. Crypto Barn, a place for codes. Yeah. Nice. You never know. Secret codes clearance right there. A couple more stories to, to get into uh, today here, Mr. Travis Wright. What do we got next? Next, the uh, cryptocurrency exchange Kraken. Uh, they have released the Kraken out of Japan, and uh, they have said that regulators have stepped up the oversight in the country, and uh, which is one of the world's biggest Bitcoin trading hubs. They are moving out of that. I wonder if they're going to be another one of those companies to move to Gibraltar or Malta. Yeah, what was the, the we, we talked about Kraken um, the other day, too, and we didn't include this in a show, but it was, uh, what was the New York bit license, right? The, the, oh, yeah, the, the CEO of Kraken. No, 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 was it the CEO of Bittrex or the CEO of Kraken that said that he was not going to play the reindeer games? Yeah, of, it, was, uh, it, it was Kraken. In fact, I've got the, uh, here's the piece right here. Uh, the CEO, Jesse Powell, said that the New York Attorney General's office has asked a number of major cryptocurrency exchanges to provide them with information. And basically, the CEO said, "Uh, go pound sand. Yeah, he said, eh, you know, and that's kind of why we left New York. Yeah, not going to, not going to, we're not going to do that. Not going to play your reindeer games. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, you know, pulling out of Japan, I guess they're not going to play um, play those games either. So, so they said, here are, here are all these places. We're not going to play reindeer games. Yeah. And, uh, are so there going to be are. any reindeer left? I don't know. Okay, last story, which actually uh, could have just as well as easily been the lead story. Um, who Who wants to be extra incognito? Well, people looking at Pornhub, apparently, do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting. A private coin, um, 
is the point hub started collecting they started accepting cryptocurrencies we saw that it was verge was anyone else that they were able to start collecting no no it's, it's verge this is this only is verge huge pr move for verge that some people say is um not a great coin it's a rebranded version of dogecoin dark which was a fork of the original doge meme coin and apparently um, I, I thought that people get porn for free, but apparently there's people that pay for it. And well, I mean, there's those, there's the camming is, is, is turned into a big business. Right. And so think about that. It's like, if you have some verge coin or whatever, maybe you just send your crypto over if you, they're watching live shows and live streams and there's all types of different, um, yeah. I mean, most porn is completely free. I, you know, what was so strange the other day is that I, I have, I don't have a VR, but I have like the VR box. You can put your phone in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched some VR porn. That was pretty awesome. I cannot wait until VR porn mashes up with sex robots, wow. and then you're watching this VR porn. That is going to be amazing. Wow! And I will spend some verge on that. Well, there you go. Travis will be our uh, our bad crypto tester. Mm-hmm. You're going to want like three sex robots. That way, like anytime you can just put your headphones on, and you'll be like your John McAfee. Having these foursomes and fivesomes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to. He was tweeting about that. that. He actually tweeted about that. He goes, he goes, well, back in my previous life, eightsomes was the norm. (laughs) He tweeted that yesterday. The dude, by the way, I finally Ah. did the Netflix special on Mm -hmm. John McAfee. And, uh, you know, the conclusion I have to come to if I was, you know, on a jury would be that, you know, the dude's dogs were poisoned by his neighbor. Uh, because McAfee wouldn't, you know, cage the dogs. And I guess um, they were, I don't know, I don't remember what they were yeah. doing. Could but- you imagine being his neighbor and these like massive pit bulls and shit are barking at you, just running down on the beach? Like, that's not very comfortable. Apparently, the dogs were poisoned. McAfee uh, put them uh, down because they were going to die anyway. And uh, the neighbor, was uh was assassinated it appears and apparently somebody paid a hitman five thousand dollars to to do it yeah there's actually a tracking a tracking of that uh, going into the bank you would think that mcafee would have used bitcoin yeah well if he did, <laughs> I mean, never been convicted he did leave belize though and oh, he faked, uh, his, faked a heart attack that was so classic he did I mean, fake look. a heart attack uh, go it's a it's a fascinating story what's it called a gringo Gringo, just type in Gringo in Netflix yeah. and it'll pop up. Netflix, you'll see it. It's it's there with your subscription. Uh, anyway, whether or not, you know, um, here, whatever you think of porn, regardless of that, it is true that the pornography industry has been responsible for developing and moving forward many of the technologies that now everybody online uses, you know, from uh, from video to e-commerce. It's just, it's, it originated because the porn industry was among the first to go, hey, we can sell this stuff online. We need mm-hmm. mechanisms to, to sell and to deliver. People would wait two or three minutes for a JPEG to download. Like, wow. I mean, literally, you're waiting, you're going like, all right, here it comes. Ooh, I cannot wait to see them. Oh, wow, not quite downloaded yet. Still downloading. <laughs> <laughs> and like back in the day those little move those little movies that you would download you 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 like on uh uh what was it uh napster or kazaa or any of those you're like you're downloading something you're like oh my gosh this is going to be so great in 20 minutes when i can listen to this song so the question is did pornhub 
go to Verge or did Verge pay Pornhub to take their currency? I'm betting it's the latter. There's probably some sort of revenue share or split or something, I would assume, or processing, because the, if they're doing chats, then a percentage of that's going to go to the chat girl, and then a percentage is going to go to Pornhub, a percentage goes to them or something. Who knows? Yeah. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know the intricacies of it, but no longer do you have to use money from your bank to fill your spank bank. <laughs> use crypto. Uh, one last piece of news <laughs> as we move along, and that is we have our weekly winner for uh, two tickets to World Crypticon. This is the massive crypto event that's taking place at the Aria Hotel in Las Vegas, October 30th. The Aria. The Aria. Aria. I thought it was Aria. It's Aria. Aria. It's, it's that it's, nice hotel. Came on. It's came on. Yeah, luxury hotel in Vegas. <laughs> um, Travis and I will be on hand to MC the event. And every week we're giving away, well, they're giving away two tickets to one of our subscribers and to qualify to win you have to be on our newsletter subscription list we send out a newsletter once a week that's it go to badco.in forward slash wcc to subscribeify to our newsletter and basically we just give you updates for you know what was on our shows that week things that we think uh, would interest you and our winner for this week randomly chosen from our list of active subscribers is is travis's mom oh my gosh that is so randomly so random wow congratulations mom well mom's name apparently is simon simon berkeley so congratulations mom right simon berkeley and uh, we'll be reaching out to you um and connecting with the world crypticon people so that you can claim your tickets two of them one for you simon says you can come to the world crypticon one for you and one for travis's mom so great she's gonna (laughs) love that she's never been to vegas uh take us home travis get us out of here i just want to say this has been the news and some of it might have been fake news we don't know it's not been properly vetted on the blockchain Uh, We just read it as we get it and we see it and we research and we share with you. As always, make sure to do your own research because don't listen to anyone else to have their do your research. You got to do it yourself. And as always, don't listen to us. Yeah. (laughs) Because that would be bad. Please listen to us. But stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.